and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the quarantine editions. Really excited to have on the show with us, Tiffany and Danielle from the Rebel Queens. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you very much. Really excited to uh, chat with you about uh, lots of exciting stuff that you have going on. Um, the most important, I think, is um, the 10 year anniversary this week. Yeah, that's really, I, it kind of just came up all of a sudden I looked and I was like, it's 2021. That's a decade. It makes me just, wow. I don't know. It's, My it's mind an, can't wrap around it. <laughs> it. It's an incredible achievement. I mean, for any band to, to last that long uh, in any, in any capacity is, is incredible for 10 years. Yeah. Just keeping the same project going. It's like, every time you think, oh man, if this happened, like we'd have to quit or something. And then Stuff it happens. happens. It happens, and then you just keep going. It's, it's yeah, weird. well, and, and no, there's no more true than you know in 2020, right? When COVID shut everybody down, that had to be somewhat challenging to kind of keep the momentum going and uh, think about how to keep uh, music alive, basically, right? Yeah, it was kind of just this weird pause that happened last year. It was kind of, I mean, I still had my job and you still, she, we kind of all still were working our day job. So it wasn't really like we didn't lose, you know, that. And then sure. it was kind of just having extra time to just hang out and we didn't get sick. So that we were kind That's of really lucky in a lot of ways. Well, yeah. And so, it worked out perfect for our lead guitar. For what? Oh, for, yes. Yeah. We lost a, we lost a band member during, during the pandemic here. Um, she decided to move away. Up wow. to where like superior yeah. like superior she had some family things that she needed to take care of and okay so yeah she needed to move and so it was a perfect timing to find someone new and to take a pause because you normally have to take a pause mm -hmm. when you have a new member sure yeah. you train them in so it was right. it was perfect that's fantastic uh let's let's go to back in the wayback machine a little bit and talk about how the band came together initially tiffany how did you bring the group together what was the original vision well, I saw the movie The Runaways in 2010, mm -hmm. and then I I just like I started doing karaoke or just really weird stuff, and then I kind of somehow in singing Runaway songs, I felt like I kind of learned how to sing a little bit. Cool. I never really sang before, and then I'm like, I was doing I have like a degree in music business, so I was doing stuff for other bands. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to do my own like you know all girl rock band. It'd be super fun. Um, so I just put an ad out on Craigslist randomly. And no kidding kind of found some people and um yeah we had the same lineup for like about a year and then we had Danielle so Danielle's been in it for nine years yeah, wow that's been cool and, and that's pretty close to 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're, you're not the new you're not the new person anymore no, no. She's, she's almost an OG um, that's and then fantastic. other people just kind of fell into place when we needed them so it's worked out really well that's that's really cool. How long did it take for you in that initial uh, version of the band to kind of find your sound? Oh my gosh! The in the initial version, uh, we played for like we played together like I don't know a few times, and then we're like, let's go play out somewhere. So it was nice. really it was really like I don't know. We felt like we're playing some covers and and mm -hmm. stuff, and we kind of started out doing the original thing I wanted to do was play like. The Runaways and Joan Jett and Lita Ford mm -hmm. and a lot of that kind of glam stuff, some Bowie and mm -hmm. E-pop and Sex Pistols. I don't know, just different stuff like around that genre. Mm -hmm. And then um, so we kind of did that and we just kept expanding and then you get different people and then you just kind of keep, you know, 
keep going, but we didn't really find like our sound sound until we had these, the, the five people that stuck around for six years. Mm-hmm. That was when we had time to grow and time to work on originals and time, time to, to have like a hundred songs plus. Yeah, we had yeah. like over a hundred songs. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how do you keep how do you keep track of all of that when you're trying to put a set list together? That's incredible. You have a master song list that you choose from. <laughs> right. You guys just uh, you know do you do you shoot craps to see what you're gonna play that night no. or do you? <laughs> no, no, but if people like shout out stuff, it's like, hey, we played this one like three months ago. You better not F it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we, we can play it. So that's fantastic. It's easy I mean, for me because if I can play two and four, I can basically play anything. But anybody <laughs> else is like, F you, Danielle, it's not that easy. So, <laughs> so you're the one in the back of the in the back of the stage yelling, Freebird. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on, play. <laughs> something i don't know whatever <laughs> queen's and noise we never learned that well screw you you should have <laughs> i know it no no i i play the radio all right yeah. well you do a great job at it <laughs> well thank you <laughs> i love your kiss uh thing going on behind yeah, yeah that was actually a uh a, a throw off from the stage from uh kissing time was was, it really? uh, yeah, Kissing Time. You know, I think you guys oh, actually played with Kissing Time at the Ace Frehley show, didn't you? Yeah, I I introduced good friends with Fan HQ. They're like a really cool little company. Um, yep. And they wanted us to play, and then they're like trying to figure out another band, and I was like, Kissing Time, yep. it'd be great. And then it worked out, and they played, and we all That's met amazing. Bass, and it was really. I fun. got to yeah. use their drum set, which for me is amazing. Yeah. Because I hate bringing my stuff places <laughs> so they're like oh you totally come and if you don't hit the symbols hard you don't even have to change the symbols out i'm like wow freaking perfect that i won't great. even I, i'll just like fake hit the symbols <laughs> it was great and they had a great kid it was awesome yeah they have that's a fun that yeah and we'll play with you anytime they're 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 a fun fun group for sure i've had, I had them on the radio they, they've been on my show couple of times and they've played live in the in our studio when we were able to have um have people in the studio which is kind of fun awesome um, that's fun yeah and i think actually that show was the first time i saw you guys live um and oh, you know cool. for me i was i'm a huge ace fraley fan i mean ace is god to me and so being able to be at that show was incredible and, and get a chance yeah. to I actually got to ask him a question in what did a, you ask session. Yeah, what did you ask, uh, what did you ask? I asked him um, how, what was inspiring him to make new music, right? So he had this great back catalog. He's got so much amazing music that he's created. I mean, I sort of asked him what, what he found inspiration in for, for, to write new, new tunes. And he said, you know, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to find new things to keep myself, you know, active and in the scene. And he really loves the creative part of it as much as the playing in front of an audience part, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, that was yep. so much fun. Yep. I bet it was. I bet it was. <laughs> Were you at the first or second show? Uh, second show. Okay. okay. Second show. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was great so cool. Time. That was that was very cool. Uh, so, do you guys have some strong memories? I mean, some of the things that over ten years. I mean, a lot of stuff has obviously happened uh, when you've been out playing and recording. What What are some of the things that stand out most from your career? I'm pretty pumped about opening up for In Vogue. Oh, wow. Which was really cool. And we have other, um, a lot of other bands that 
I'm really horrible with names, but if you tell me, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, we did, that's amazing. <laughs> and then like getting free tickets for like um, uh, strip clubs and stuff like that. That's pretty nice. fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty fun. It's pretty, but like classy ones. So it's only the shirt like halfway up, you know? So that's, it's- That's real classy. Yeah, it's just really classy. <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that. Only the yeah. classiest. Or like when you get treated like, way cooler than you are we had like that's fun we had like a trailer one time and wow. a bunch right. of food and a bunch of booze and nice. that was super cool and it's like we you know some people live in the rock star lifestyle we're, we're not fun. we're not the backstreet boys but we'll take it it's awesome <laughs> yeah that end vogue show i for some reason stands out so well i felt like that was the one of the best performances we had given too for some reason we're like okay you guys we have to do really good at this one. Yeah. And we all took a shot of tequila. Nice. And then we all played awesome. Like it just felt really good. And it was like a, just a huge stage. And yeah, I was opening for En Vogue at Twin Cities Pride. So really that one was fun. And then I got to another fan HQ event when when her and I got oh my to gosh, interview Lita Ford and do that event. That was Oh my God. Not like, really a performance, right up there but, for me with Ace. And yeah. I'm a huge Lita fan. I probably should have worn my Lita Ford shirt. For this yeah. <laughs> Can you believe that? She I'm a got huge to do, fan. Yeah. She got like, to do like a one-on-one with Lita Ford. Oh. And I was so nervous and I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was be in the crowd and be like, hey, we got another question from this person. And I was oh. so nervous. I was like shooting the whiskey. I couldn't even talk afterwards. <laughs> but I was good during it. I was like, I was like, Lita over here. But That's yeah, so I, awesome. I, it was I, it, that was nerve-wracking. I can't even imagine being tiff being on stage with her and asking her yeah. questions and like, ah, uh, I don't know. That was so cool. I'm just in awe of her. For yeah. That. Yeah. That's, in, that's incredible. Playing with other people that we admire too is just fun. I'm sure. I I'm sure. You connect with an audience really is, is great when you're connecting with each other and with an audience. I mean, that's just, yeah. So how do you, after 10 years, how do you guys keep it fresh? I mean, what's the, what's the motivation? What's the inspiration for doing new stuff? Like uh, right on through that we're going to hear in a little bit. Yeah. I always try to keep a forward momentum, just like kind of keep everybody excited. It, it can be challenging, but just keeping your fans engaged and keeping everybody engaged and just like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And not just getting in to a comfortable rotation of playing these places and doing this, you know, yeah. it's kind of, you have to just make sure and do different things and, and yeah. That's do you feel like the focus of the band has changed or evolved over time? Not really. Um, what do you think? You've been in a well, time. I mean, the music has been the main thing, and I think it has evolved towards who we have in the band at the time and what mm-hmm. we're feeling at the time. Yeah, always. And, yeah, yeah. And and if we've been playing a song for forever, we'll still keep that. If you know, we love that artist, we'll still keep that artist in the in the mix, but a different song. Mm-hmm. You know, switch up. ACDC stuff, which up other stuff, and just, um, but I think the focus of what style of music has evolved a little bit from when you first started. Yeah, yeah a little bit from, from when you first, first started, started but the, the, the music goal has always been the same is just like what what we all feel and what, what we want to play and what we want, I don't know, yeah, for others to hear. Yeah. And, and you started out, like you said earlier, playing largely covers, um, but then you, a few years ago, decided you were going to start writing some of your own music. What was the, the spark that led to recording some of your own stuff? 
Well, I kind of, the idea kind of was always to do that, but it just, not until we got the solid lineup for the, you know, six years that we actually felt, okay, now we can kind of, there was like a little bit of that before, but it just mm -hmm. kind of didn't really pan out as well. And then when we had, like I said, the members for a long time, we really kind of got a chance to do that. And now I feel like it's so easy and natural now that we have that. Um, Cause the first single we put out in like 2016. Mm -hmm. So we'd had that same lineup for only like two years, but yeah. yeah. And and you've recently, I've mentioned Right On Through is the latest song that you just came out with. Uh, are you working toward a full album? Uh, we're going to put out an EP. Okay. So um, just a handful of songs. Yeah. When, um, uh, what, what's the, what's the status? How are things going? And when, when do you think? Um, yeah, we're done recording. We're probably going to put it out in June. We just don't have a set for sure a date yet okay. a date hoping but like a lot of we're gonna do vinyl and that can Ooh. take a long take time, time. yeah take time to press you know they gotta go <laughs> <laughs> on every right. single record <laughs> you know yes so once yeah. we get the full for sure date on that in a couple weeks we'll we'll nail down a that's fantastic well you know like all of the cool kids who threw away their record collections in this in the 80s yeah. the same thing and so I'm super excited because oh. I'm collecting again even though I don't have any of my original Kiss records anymore the stuff that got me into it you know and but yeah. I, so I'm very excited to hear that you're doing uh, you're doing vinyl that's great they're so expensive is the only problem that's the like, problem it was like it was she I needed to like come over and give her like 10 shots to hit click on, on the order she was like yes. she was like i hear you outside drinking in the backyard here he goes the phone i hear you outside drinking in the backyard come in here i need some help ordering this stuff and i came in and i'm like just click just yeah. click who cares it was a struggle but, we but got you, there. you know from a from a fan's it's perspective it's it's way cooler to get an autographed record Oh yeah. Than a CD insert, right? The CD insert that never felt right getting an autograph on that. Yeah. So to have vinyl from you guys to we can get autographs on that's huge from a fan. Yeah, and we're gonna put some like a, a side B of like kind of some live stuff, you know, whatever, some stuff. Fun. There'll be some extra stuff on there that hopefully convinces people to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. That's people, a lot of fun. Otherwise, I'm gonna be in the doghouse for <laughs> clicking, you know, yeah. buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not to, you know, I don't want this to be apocryphal or anything like that, but a few years ago, I actually interviewed Nikki Wicked from Slave Raider, okay. and, uh, and he was talking about after they, they recorded their second album, he was kind of living out of his car and the back the back seat was pretty much full of records that they were having a hard time. Oh so, no. <laughs> that's gonna be Rebel Queen. No, that's totally not gonna be you guys are gonna sell out on the record release show. Yeah. <laughs> Although They'll be can. like kissing time um, um, frisbees at their shows. Totally. Yeah. There like, you go. Send them out. Send them out. I love it. So uh, you were you you said you finished recording. I'm curious to know what the what the process was like for you guys during COVID. Were you together in studio or did you record individually? How did you work out the recording process? Um, well, we let's see. So I was right. I kind of was writing slash finished writing in the summer, mm -hmm. um, mostly alone. And then I was sending our former guitar player, Kelly, some stuff over email and we were kind of writing a little bit that way mm -hmm. um, during the lockdown. And then her and I lived together. So we have that. Nice. And then um, 
we kind of got together. We started getting together again late summer uh -huh. for practice and stuff like that. And then Kelly left and blah, blah, blah. All this stuff happened. And then there was like another lockdown. And then <laughs> anyway, so then we actually recorded in February. So we we're okay. all in the studio. We we're all together. It was past the whole you can't be with people. Right. Stage. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and then there was just four of us. So Katie actually just played all the guitar parts on this. Wow. So and we played we played live. I don't play to a click because I don't like being told what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so we played we played live. Um, yeah. It was every, every song we did was the first take. Yeah. And no kidding. Then, that's amazing. Yeah, that's because I'm freaking amazing, Jason. <laughs> Hello. You're you're a human metronome, Danielle. Human metronome. Well, no, it's not actually that it's actually, super it, on time. No, but. no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's really good. But our um our uh record our producer, what what is he? Our recorder or whatever. He's Brian Bart, he's the engineer. <laughs> he's right there to let me know that I'm really good, but I'm not using a metronome. But you could be better. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, no kidding. But anyway, so, so two and four is kind of a broad definition of <laughs> it's pretty simple to me, but he seems to be really, you know, particular. But, um, but yeah, so no, that worked out really well. And then uh, after that is when Katie, because um, she needed to do the lead guitar as well, because our lead guitar is moved superior. Um, she did that later on. Yeah, so. she totally stepped it up and it like just totally went in and wrote all the lead guitar parts and stuff. So it was really, yeah, she killed really it. Really cool. Yeah. That's that's really fun. Uh, but before we quote unquote drop the needle on uh, right on through, uh, can you give us a quick preview of the song for people who haven't heard it? Yeah. Um, gosh, this song, it, I kind of, when I originally wrote it, I meant it to be like kind of a little slower, a little bit more like like groovy, soulful. Mm -hmm. And then somehow it just kept getting faster and faster and like heavier <laughs> and heavier. <laughs> so here we are and it actually kind of fits and I kind of rearranged some lyrics a little bit. And, and um, yeah, it's just, you know, just about life is short, enjoy the ride. Do All your right, thing. well that's- Keep a, doing you. That's a perfect introduction. This is Rebel Queens with Ride On Through.
that song to me really captures the spirit and the energy of a Rebel Queens live show. And you talked about the groove that it has um, and before we listen to it, but it also really has that drive and that energy. Do you kind of write songs like that with a performance in mind? I mean, you talked about recording it live, but do you sort of aim your songs toward a live performance? Not really. Um, I mean, you always kind of think about it like, oh, is this song going to work live? But I mean, if it didn't, we'd probably still... I mean, I'd still write it, and if we recorded it or not, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, a couple songs that you write that don't end up recording, but uh, sure. And I probably should do that next time. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. No, it's really good. Time. You're so smart. <laughs> how well, do, how also, does it... I usually start the song, and I'm mostly just vocals, and then very limited on you know guitar mm -hmm. and stuff. So, how does it feel when you've got that new song? in your set for the first time what does it feel like when you're on stage getting ready to play that that song for the first time it's fun and exciting I think um and you just want to see how people react to it really mm -hmm. more than anything because you might think like oh people are gonna have so much fun and they're gonna do this and then like it, it might not happen but you hope it happens and I I uh <laughs> you know doing covers all the time I feel like I know what I'm doing then when I'm playing these songs even though I've done them for forever we practice them a million times. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. What's up next? Here we go. So the first time is like the first time is like, do I know what I'm doing? And then after that, it's like, okay, I remember what I'm doing. It's okay. It's all right. Maybe that's because sometimes I write the drum parts. <laughs> he does. He bosses nice. me around. It's fine. It's fine. I, I, it's she gives me anxiety all the time. <laughs> so you're you're not a slave to the machine, but you let your lead vocalist tell you how to play the drums. <laughs> I'm a slave to this machine. She's the machine. <laughs> so but, what what is your writing process look like? I mean, how do you how do you start from the the kernel or the nugget of an idea and bring it to life in a full song? Um, usually, I will just kind of. I think of how every song kind of starts a little differently like right on through started with you playing guitar and then I just started like just randomly mm -hmm. not idea of writing a song you mm -hmm. started playing and then I just started kind of singing and then I'm like let's let me record this voice memo on my phone like always otherwise I'll forget it in two seconds so we kind of did that and then a lot of times I write when I'm like on airplanes traveling just like mm -hmm. lyrics and melodies or um, drunk and I'll like really it. drunk I have to <laughs> So do you do you play the drum part out on the on the tray table on the seat in front of you? Is that how you work out the drum part on the plane? It, like quietly so no one can hear me. Yeah, like, kind of. Um, I usually kind of start things and then bring it out. Right, I'll come up with like a riff and then kind of flesh. You know, like play this on the guitar. Do 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 do. You know, like I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> so no, she's. She has done an amazing job with having very limited resources on writing songs mm -hmm. because people are really busy or it just doesn't happen. So I think things will be a little bit different right now um, where we have a different practice space, we have different players, we have different attitudes. Um, but Tiff has, has done wonders with her and her basically singing to um, a guitarist who has some time to say hey what do you want to do mm -hmm. and then they do it so yeah 
So the best is yet to come, is what I'm telling you, posters. Well, and and you and you you've talked about uh, Stevie joining joining the band. How you know? How do you keep the vision, but yet incorporate new players' style in the band when when new people come in? Well, Stevie loves classic rock. She loves like Lita Ford and Zeppelin and all that. So it was like super easy, like fit. And she's mm-hmm. actually got a very similar playing style to Kelly, our former guitarist. So that's great. I think that's really, it's just going to be fun, like kind of seeing, and you just kind of get, you know, we might add some new cover songs based on that, or she mm-hmm. might bring, you know, a new sound to originals. Um, yeah, we just, she's pretty new. So you know, when you take a book still new, but. and you like page through it, and yep. they just go, that's how our fingers move. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's <laughs> crazy. She's young too. So she's got a lot of, a lot of, you know, maneuvers. She's got right. a lot of agility there. Flexibility, right? Yeah. The, uh, uh, I, I had a chance to see her play the Morticia Halloween show when they did that, uh, that show on, on the web. And that was, uh, that was pretty cool to see her drop into a band like that. And I'm, I'm really curious to, to hear how, you approach bringing in a new player? You know, how do you get them to know the vibe? How do you get them to feel comfortable and confident with what you guys do Yeah, um, and connect with them? Yeah, um, well, I met her on Instagram, which is funny, like actually just a handful of months before Kelly left. So then the second Kelly left, I was like, let's, you know, let's talk to this chick. She seems yeah. really cool. Um, and then let me think, we just kind of bring them in a couple of times and, and just see how they play, see how they follow, see mm-hmm. how they, you know, kind of, because you kind of have to have a certain vibe that gels, you know. Sure. And some people come Their in and they know exactly what they want to do and they they have this total vision of their own, which can be great, but also you kind of have to have a little bit of give with, you know, establish yep. act like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, um, you know, especially when you've got somebody like a lead guitarist who, you know, they're often part of a big part of those, the show, right? I mean, oh that's, gosh, you know, yeah. they step like, up and. Yes. Huge part of the show. Yep. So it's just really important to find a good fit. And, and I feel so lucky that we found her. Oh yeah. I did a jam great. with her a couple of weeks ago when she got on her knees and then on her back. So yeah. I yeah. Yeah. threw out my drumsticks and was going like this. <laughs> that's great. Song's over, everybody. Yeah. The song's over. Beyond the music. Yeah. Yeah. That's She's really got fun. A great personality, and you can just tell right off the bat, too, that it's going to be good. Yeah. That's Same fantastic. With Pika, our, our bassist. She's been around yeah. for a little over a year. And like the second we met her, we're like, yep, it's going to work great. Well, a lot of bands are very, like, you know, like they don't care if they get along. It needs to be this and that. And we're yeah. kind of like, we want to have fun. And we want to get along and, you know, we want to put on the best show we can. But, you know, if, if you're a jerk, you know, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Well, no, when you're no. when you're not doing it as your primary source of income. Right. Right. I mean, the fun and the joy is is why you do it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're not having fun and you're not getting along with the people in the band, it's got to be a tough, a tough situation for sure yeah. for a lot of bands. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got a new uh, a live show coming up in a few weeks right yes um well we're playing just a little showcase um okay. in a few weeks at route 47 at that mad mike's uh let me see when is that the 22nd Second, it's a thursday 22nd, thursday mm-hmm. night yep there's like a big open mic and they have um they play a lot of classic rock so it'll be fun we're just going to go in and play a handful of songs and uh nice blow the roof off the place that away uh, yes no, actually what we're going to do is we're going to rock your socks off 
I like it. Wow. I like it. That's very unique. Um, so how many? Yeah, uh, we have some other shows booked that we'll probably be announcing pretty soon. So that's great. So how many songs will you will you play on uh, that Thursday night? Five. Five songs. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, have you planned the set list already? And you're ready to rock and roll? No. Not really. I have some in mind. We'll see. We have a, lot, a whole list of songs that we can't play that is played at the gym. So we'll have to right. have to go through that. But so I'm assuming you're going to so excited. I'm assuming you're going to debut right on through, right? No, yeah. are we are? I think no. we should. I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to cause a fight. It sounds like there might be a fight in the band here, but I think we should. Yeah, I think the fans are going to want to hear it. I think they are, too. Are you going to be there? I'm going to do my best. That means no. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, it's All a school right. night. You know, some of us have to it go is, get up early. It's a school night for me, and I'm only playing five songs, but that's okay. Uh, we're uh, we're going to play what um, Stevie has learned or already well, knows. Well, she's learned like a lot of like 30 songs or 35 songs. So. Yeah. So we're going to wow. play the songs to choose from. And nice. then we can play. And then, yeah, it'll be a nice, nice way to see how everybody plays together on stage let's commit mm -hmm. now we're gonna play it right on through here we go i think you should I, if it's... you want to hear it come out absolutely <laughs> absolutely first time ever <laughs> it's you know i mean you got to debut at some time right i know yeah it seems like that'd be a pretty friendly uh pretty friendly crowd for sure now's the time yeah uh you guys have played a, a bunch of stages over the years what are some of your favorite venues that you've played Oh boy. Um, I know what she loves. She loves uh, in St. Cloud, the red carpet. I do. That is a cool, a cool stage. And a, yeah. the building's just cool. I don't know. There's something about that place and the sound people are always nice and it's a big stage and there's always unique characters there. I do like that. I also really liked May Slacks in Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> I love that place. I hope, I hope that place like comes back and has music and everything's great for that. Yeah. Um, it's just a great, I don't know, there's just something about that place. Everybody's just always has a great time and probably two years of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so small. I mean, you're you're really close to the stage no matter where you are in that yeah. in that place. And it's just got a great vibe. And, and they give us free beer. That's that's good. And so is the red carpet. That's probably why those are Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> what's what's not to like? <laughs> I also love playing at breweries. I think that's really fun. It's just like this. It's like a happy hour that lasts till like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have uh, do you have particular breweries that you've played uh, more regularly than others? Excelsior Brewery. Mm -hmm. That one's really fun. Love that place. Play People there are so fun. Oh yeah, that's not really a brewery though. Well, it they called call them themselves a brewery, yeah. but there was a lot of I don't know what's allowed on this. Uh, yeah, there there wasn't. Uh, I don't think they. Oh, you say whatever the hell you want. Oh, is swearing yeah. allowed? Hell yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. oh, there was a shit ton of coke going oh, wow. on in space. Wow. Oh, there was. I didn't know this was like TV. Okay, anyways. Uh, and then um, <laughs> let's see another brewery. Bald man in Egan. That was fun. Yeah. For me, for me, I like a place where I don't use. Um, I don't use in-ears and I don't use monitors because mm -hmm. I've been blown out too long. Like I'm done. Yep. I'll play the songs in my head and that's it. <laughs> um, but I like a place where my, my snare sounds cracky. It sounds really good. 
correct? Yeah. Oh, it just sounds really That's good. why she likes opinions. It, no. Well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Uh, Pine Island. Pine Island. We play in Pine Island. And I'm, every time I sit down there, my bass drum booms and my snare cracks. Yeah. And wow. it just like, makes my heart happy and it feels so good. It has nothing to do with the crowd. Because <laughs> no. normally when I'm playing, I can't see anything. There's symbols and there's people. Right. So for me, it's wherever I'm playing where my drums sound good. And that's wherever, wherever I get a nice crack on the snare. Yeah. Sorry, I got emotional there. I no, that's, I mean, I, I feel you. <laughs> I, there's nothing better to me than being, at, you know, close to the front, right in front of the speakers. Because that when that when that beat changes your heart rate, I that to me is, that's what live music is all about. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. When, when was the last time you guys played live? Um... We played at a party. No, well, the last time we played out out was probably Eagles, at Eagles, Eagles Club. Club in Bloomington. There were one of the like few places that did it. It was it was like a full house for COVID, oh. and they had like the tables all six feet apart and masks okay. and everything. And they were like very serious about masks, so it was it was kind of cool. And it was yeah. in, in August. That was a long time. <laughs> wow! Did you sing with the mask too? Nope. Nope. The performers apparently don't have to wear masks. Right. But cool. So how's it going to feel to be back up on that stage uh, in a couple of weeks? Are you excited? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. <laughs> when, uh, when you look like scared, what's going oh, on? Oh, I'm always like, nervous. No matter how much I've been playing I'm since 2011 nervous. and every single show I'm scared. Yeah. But you've actually been playing since like 2000 or earlier. It doesn't you, matter. You get stage fright, Danielle. Yeah, I I have stage fright. I mean, I'm anxious every single show. Yeah. That's why I say, "Hey, Jason, <laughs> it's a whiskey," <laughs> and then I feel a little bit better. So is that your uh, is that you self medicate? <laughs> I am a self medicator in nice. every aspect of my life. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I have to keep it together because I need to have uh, more spells at shows. Yeah, unfortunately. So. No, not too many shots. Maybe like one. Yeah. Well, you got, you're the backbone, country. right? You're the you're the backbone of the of the sound. If you're, oh can't yes, yes, you can't fall over backwards. No, <laughs> I, I've never done that. Not yet. <laughs> uh oh, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> First so time for good. everything. <laughs> you guys, uh, a couple years ago, uh, dropped another song called uh, "Hey Yeah," and. Uh, one of the fun things that I learned about that is that it was actually, you filmed the video in your hometown, Tiffany. Yes, at my yeah. mom's house. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, I originally kind of just thought about like kind of what we do, which is drive to the middle of nowhere to like a little dive bar and like play. <laughs> we'll drive, <laughs> you know, we drive a long ways away and then nobody knows us and nobody's yeah. playing, no, you know, but then people end up having a good time. And it's all these just different people, whoever they are, and we all just have a good time together. Um, so that was kind of the concept. And then we just invited a bunch of friends and fans and people that had classic cars, motorcycles, motorcycles and fun. Like, just threw a party at my mom's house. And it was so fun. It was like the funnest day ever. We had just had a blast. I brought so much whiskey. Oh my gosh, the whiskey again. <laughs> People are going to get the wrong idea about you, Danielle. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or maybe the right idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it was just a really fun day. And the video just, and um, video turned out great. And 
yeah, we couldn't have been happier with that. And we're hoping to use the same person to film our next video. So, so I, I got it. You know, my mom was constantly telling me to turn it down when I was a kid. And I don't know how she, how you got your mom to, to let you do a live show, you know, record oh, a video. Was like, my year. mom is the number one Rebel number Queens one. fan. <laughs> yes. Hands down. That's great. That's really cool. Well, let's, uh, let's give people who haven't had a chance to hear it a chance to listen to, hey, yeah, this is Rebel Queens.
So that video actually got some uh, great uh, recognition in uh, 2019. It was named as one of the city pages best local music videos. How did it feel to be included in that in that list? Oh my gosh, I, I was totally shocked and surprised. I saw that this article was posted in the group. They're like, oh, so-and-so is in the city pages top videos of the year. And I'm like, oh, let's see who else was in there. And I was like, oh, we are in there. <laughs> I just scrolled down a ways too. And then, so thankfully I did that. Otherwise I would never have known. But That's, that was just great. That was yeah. fun. I mean, it, it really, it really is a fun, I mean, it's got a whole party vibe to it. And it's just, you know, the group, the, the, it was the most Minnesota video is what oh, it totally. was. For. <laughs> that <laughs> was I, great. City pages is, I think they're like shut down now or something. They are. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. They were like the best. They, they covered so many things. And yeah. I mean, you know, great. back in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, that was how you found out about live shows that in the twin cities reader. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's still how I found out about stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it was really sad. I, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's the internet now, so you can find anything the if you what? look hard. The, the, the inner tubes. The internet. <laughs> You're on the internet right now. The interwebs. We're doing it right now and you don't even know it. Oh my gosh. How do I have rice to my face? <laughs> you got to change your face into a symbol. I made a fake uh, greeting card which had my grandfather's face on it and he was really upset and he said, how does Walgreens have the right to use my face? And I, and I was like, I don't know, Raymond. I don't know. He well, was so mad. Well, the right is the person who took the picture, I believe, no matter who's face. He believed it. So. He believed it. He <laughs> thought he was on a Walgreens Hallmark card. Oh, he actually thought that? Oh. Yes, he said, how do they have the right to use my face? He was so pissed. Yeah, Where's my Hallmark money? Yes, yeah. exactly. What did that so, Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm full of this. I love that. I need to be kept on a le short leash. Otherwise, I talk too much. <laughs> hey, you can text me later. I'll send you novels. You should have gave us a text. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. I'll be like, hey, how are you? Well, I'll tell you how I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you're not you're not built for twitter are you the 200 no, 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 no. I'll, I'll just be quiet now for the rest of the time no. I, apologize. I do apologize no you uh you we talked earlier in the conversation about some of the influences and the runaways were one of the one of the big ones um and it's interesting you know i mean it's, there's obvious connection there and you're one of the few bands and at least in the twin cities music scene that's in in the hard rock heavy music scene made up entirely of women do you feel like there's a, a unique position for you do you feel like it gives you a different perspective on on the music in the in the scene boy um i feel actually a change from when we first started until now i know it was only like 10 years but i kind of feel like things were kind of a little bit weirder at the beginning like people kind of acted weirder towards us. Yeah. And it seems to have kind of changed. I don't know. I've noticed in recent years, it kind of somehow towards us, maybe mm -hmm. because we're maybe because we've been around longer, but yeah. like there's a change at least towards us from the beginning of the band in 2011 to now. Do you um, feel like there was, there, there wasn't as much respect for, for you as musicians yeah. back then? Yeah. It was like, I mean, it still happens. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it probably just happens to everybody, but what? I think you're talking from the perspective of maybe booking and stuff like that, where mm -hmm. I'm just talking a, about general well, as, a, as, a, as a player and as an attitude, 
I hear the same stuff that I did when I first started. People might be more scared of me and not say things. They to don't me, say stuff to so her. She's intimidating. I still <laughs> hear I still hear the same um, you're really good, you sound like a guy. I've heard that really when I started to wow. just now. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of comments, um, you know, that always happen. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe it's just as in general as a band, maybe you just kind of like establish yourself a little bit and then people maybe treat you differently in that way. But then probably that general attitude, like what Danielle's talking no, about, is probably I, still the yeah. same. I, hear I can't that imagine that. that part's changed in 10 years. But yeah, I mean, and it's also kind of like the same, I mean, in a way, I think a lot of people give unsolicited opinions to musicians especially women musicians. Mm-hmm. I, I, just say she, crazy I think things. she's being really, uh, really nice. Really nice. I think uh, a lot of negative things happen all the time. But, 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 but we're moving forward and moving yeah. on. And well, and the, and, you know, I mean, the music business is, is a tough business anyway. I mean, you're competing yeah. for spots in, in, in clubs, you're competing against other bands. And I'm sure, you know, even with, fans right if they're there to see uh, another band that you're sharing the stage with you know you got something to prove to a certain degree because they're fans of the other band and maybe aren't as familiar with your with your music as well absolutely and I, the best way to deal with that is just play as best as you can yeah <laughs> blow their socks off right yep that's <laughs> right rock their socks off all over the place <laughs> and uh as you, you know, I mean, over 10 years, you've played with a bunch of different bands. As you see some younger up and coming bands um, and you share the stage with them, what kind of advice do you give to them? How do you kind of pay it forward from your experience? You know, I think that everybody's kind of learning from each other. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that I would, maybe this younger band might know more than I do about different things, you know, so we could yeah. probably learn from each other, I guess. Um, the advice that I could give is just like keep like band member wise you're kind of in this marriage with your band and being a solo artist I have no idea how that is like I'm yeah not. but being in a band you're you're in this like relationship and you got to kind of check in with everybody and you have to it's it's just this thing you have you have to always be mindful of that and realize that and I think the happier everyone will be yeah as, uh, as you look forward to putting the record out, um, I mean, obviously that's gonna be a, a, a big achievement to get another EP uh, out in the world. Do you have plans to build another uh, set of, uh, of your own music of original songs after that? I mean, you wanna keep writing new music? Yeah, just whatever, whatever happens. I mean, whatever feels good. And, and um, I basically treat I, I pretty much make the set list and I basically treat original songs and covers in the same realm. Like, what do we want to play? It's mm-hmm. not like we have a goal of like, Ooh, we want to push these original songs or, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. It's kind it's, of just, what it's all well. the same. What, what fits for this show or what fits, you know, song wise. Sure. As you, uh, as you think about the, the next 10 years of the band, where, where do you want to take it? What do you want to be able to do in the, in the coming several years? Oh, I just want to have so much fun and play shows and make friends and connect with people. I mean, that's really what it's about. Yeah. Fun. What do you want to do in the van? I want to get an extra floor, Tom. You want that's her 10 year goal. Nice. (laughs) 
well, here's the thing. I have a floating floor tom, but I'd like maybe another floor tom, but uh, I don't want to carry it around with me. So wow. that goal would be, I would like a drum tech. Oh, right. Yeah, drum techs. That's my biggest problem. My biggest problem is that I have to set up my own stuff because I'm extremely lazy. I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm extremely lazy. I would be way more pumped about playing shows if somebody already set it up. Right. So I want a drum tech and an extra floor tom. Fuck your socks off. <laughs> oh, and my other goal is to play shows in different areas for sure. Nice. Yeah. Well, where do we where do we send people to to learn more about Rebel Queens? rebelqueens.com uh has everything all the links uh, we're on facebook instagram we're apparently now on tiktok i just started getting that going nice and uh yeah i don't know what that you is, can find but... us playing a show near you hopefully <laughs> in in just a couple weeks just a couple weeks all right well tiffany danielle this has been a fantastic conversation thanks so much for for joining us today thank, thank you thank you appreciate it